Welcome to Truths for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall. Good evening and welcome to our Sunday night study of the book of Revelation. I'm Pastor Teacher Chris Hall, pastor of Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia, and it is good to have you with us on this Sunday night. I pray that you have had a good and blessed day today on this Lord's Day. And I pray this morning as you gather together with your church family that you were a blessing to others as you worship the Lord and you were blessed indeed as you lift up your praise and honor and glorification to the God of the universe, the God who loves us, and the God who has blessed us in so many wonderful ways, the greatest way, of course, the greatest blessing, being the salvation that we have in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tonight, we continue our study of the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 15. We're moving right along in the book of Revelation. And as we get into our study tonight, we'll try to give you a little idea of where we are in the chronology of the time of the tribulation when uh, all the events of Revelation 15 happen. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. By the way, if you want to catch up on our studies, you can go to truesforlifewithchrishall.com. That's truesforlifewithchrishall.com. That's all in the lowercase. And uh, there at that website, you'll find all of our studies, not only of the book of Revelation, but also our current study uh, that we're having on Sunday mornings at Mercedes Baptist Church in the Life of Christ, and also our Wednesday night study of the book of Ephesians. We do Bible study at Mercedes Baptist Church. We believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God. We believe that God speaks to us in a great way through the pages of His book. And so we study the Bible, and we love the Bible, and we find blessing uh, from uh, God as He uh, blesses us as we study the Bible. So be sure to catch up with all of our current studies at truesforlifewithchrishall.com. Before we get into our study tonight, let's do go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your grace, Your goodness, Your love, Your kindness, and Your compassion. We thank You for this blessed day we thank you for who you are and all that you do for us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you, Father, for always meeting our needs. We love you tonight. We pray for those who are in need tonight. We ask a special blessing, a healing hand, an encouraging hand, a touch and a measure of your grace and mercy to be given to all of those who might be in need tonight. Uh, Lord, just watch over them and care for them. Bless our nation. Give us revival and renewal. Uh, that we so desperately need, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's read the Bible together. We're in Revelation chapter 15. In fact, Revelation 15 is the shortest chapter in all of the book of Revelation. It contains only eight verses. And tonight we read those verses together. Here's what John the Apostle, the human author of the book of Revelation, wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Revelation chapter 15. John said, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, 
having harps of God. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. After these things, John said, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, and having their chest girded with golden bands. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls, full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power. And no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Again, Revelation 15 is the shortest chapter in the Bible, or rather the shortest chapter in the book of Revelation. Now, this chapter sets the stage for the final outpouring of the judgments of God upon the earth. In Revelation chapters 6 through 19, the book of Revelation describes a series of judgments that will fall upon the earth during the time of the tribulation. The time of the tribulation begins sometime after the rapture of the church from this world. The rapture of the church is the first event in a series of events that includes the time of the tribulation that ultimately will lead to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The first set of judgments that are described in Revelations, Revelation chapter 6 through 19 are called the seven sealed judgments. The second set of judgments are called the trumpet judgments. And the final set of judgments that the book of Revelation describes are called the bowl judgments of God. So you have seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and seven bowl judgments, a series of 21 different judgments that will fall upon the earth from uh, God himself in heaven, fall upon the earth during the time of the tribulation. Now, Revelation 15 is the prelude to the falling of the bowl judgments, that final set of judgments that will fall upon the earth during the time of the tribulation. According to the timeline of Revelation, these devastating judgments that will be described in the verses to come will fall upon the earth during the last three and a half years of the seven years of the tribulation period. Before God sends these last judgments upon a determined, rebellious, God-hating and God-rejecting earth, in Revelation chapter 15, we are given a picture of what happens in heaven just before these judgments are poured out upon the earth. First of all, I want us to see a sign in heaven. In Revelation 15, 1, John says that he saw another sign in heaven. Now, this is the third sign specifically mentioned in the book of Revelation. 
Revelation chapter 12, verse 1, John saw the sign, he calls it a sign, the sign of a woman clothed with the sun. That sign represented the nation of Israel, which was about to give birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the nation of Israel gave birth to the Lord Jesus in the sense that Jesus was born a Jew. He came forth into this world from the Jewish nation. The second sign that John saw in the book of Revelation is found in Revelation 12.3. This sign was that of a great red dragon, which represents Satan, who from the very birth of Jesus sought unsuccessfully to kill and destroy the Lord Jesus. The third sign that John sees in the book of Revelation is what he describes in this passage, Revelation 15, as a great and marvelous sign. It is the sign of seven mighty angels who are about to pour out the seven last plagues, the seven last judgments of God upon a determined and rebellious world. When these judgments are poured out on the earth, the judgment of God upon the rebellious earth will be complete. That's what verse 1 says of Revelation 15. That after these judgments are poured out, God's judgment upon this rebellious world will be finished. His wrath will be over. The word that is translated complete in Revelation 15.1 is the same word that Jesus used when he was on the cross. When Jesus was on the cross, he spoke seven times. As Jesus was about to die, the Bible says that he cried out, It is finished. That phrase is actually one word in the original language of the Bible. It's the word te telestai, which means completed, finished, fulfilled, accomplished. As Jesus was dying on the cross of Calvary, he declared that the penalty and the debt for the sin of mankind had been paid in full. He declared that when he cried out, It is finished. When these last seven plagues are poured out upon the earth, the judgment of God on a rebellious world will be completed. It will be finished. All through the centuries since the Garden of Eden, God has been ridiculed, He has been mocked, rejected, ignored, and blasphemed. And while God has been patient, while He has held back His wrath, while God desires that none perish but all come to repentance, there will come a time when God says, It is enough. The day of the Lord will come. And the day will come when God will pour out His judgment on a lost and rebellious world in its full measure. And remember, the world of the tribulation is a world that has crossed the line of ever being repentant, a hardened and evil world, a world hardened in its hatred of God. So John begins Revelation 15 by saying he saw a sign. Second of all, John writes about a sight that he sees in heaven. 
That's found in Revelation 15, 2. John says that he sees a sight in heaven as these final judgments of God are about to be poured out on the earth. John says that he sees a very special group in heaven gathered together who are about to sing a song, a song of victory. This choir, which is about to sing, John is told, is made up of tribulation believers, made up of those people saved during the time of the tribulation, those people who triumphed over the, the Antichrist, his image, his mark, and the number of his name. Now, most, if not all of those who make up this choir would have been killed by the Antichrist. But while the Antichrist may have taken their earthly life, he had not conquered them. For those who die for Christ in this world, death may seem like a defeat. Those who die for Christ in this world may fall on this earth. But the good news is that they will stand in victory in heaven. Here these saints are in heaven, these tribulation saints who lost their life on the earth, but now they stand in heaven. They stand in heaven about to sing a song of joy and triumph, a song that is about to usher in God's final judgment on the Antichrist and his kingdom. John saw these states saints rather, standing on what appeared to be a sea of glass. Revelation 4, 6 describes this sea of glass as being before the throne of God. Here the sea of glass is described as being mingled with fire, which means that this group had gone through the fire of persecution. They have had suffered a martyr's death, but now they stand before God. This group that John sees, this choir that John sees, is a choir of the faithful. God loves music. God is the creator of music. Music finds its highest expression when it is used to honor and glorify and praise God. Knowing how much God loves music and knowing how powerful music is to touch the human soul and to persuade, is it any wonder but Satan has always desired to pervert music, to use music as an instrument, to blaspheme, dishonor, and to distort the truth about God. Is it any wonder that especially today, Satan is using music to glorify himself, to draw people to himself, to inspire people to join in his rebellion against God? Here John sees this choir in heaven, this choir of tribulation saints losing their life on earth. Now they stand in heaven in victory. And their song is about to usher in these final judgments upon the Antichrist who took their life and his kingdom. And they're about to sing this song. Now it could be that there are many choirs in heaven. There could be a choir of Faithful Sunday school teachers could be a choir of preachers, music directors, missionaries. I wonder what choir you will be a part of in heaven. 
Will it be the choir of the faithful or maybe the choir of eh, just barely making it? Notice that this faithful choir is standing on the sea of glass. They're standing in victory. Standing like athletes who have won a victory. Standing like soldiers who have conquered an enemy. So in Revelation 15, John says that he sees a sign and he sees a sight. Next, he says, he hears a song. A song in heaven from this choir. The first song recorded in the Bible was the song of Moses. After God miraculously delivered the nation of Israel from Egyptian bondage through the miracle of the Red Sea crossing, Moses led the people of Israel in a song to celebrate their deliverance. Here in these verses, these martyrs of the tribulation sing a song of deliverance as well. They sing a song celebrating their deliverance into heaven itself. And the name of this song is the song of Moses, a song of deliverance, and, a, and the song of the Lamb. The song of Moses and the Lamb is the name of the song. And the Lamb, of course, celebrates the Deliverer, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a song of deliverance that praises the Deliverer. The theme of this first stanza of this song is how great thou art. Revelation 15, 3. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. The theme of the second stanza of this song is how great thou art. Revelation 15, 3. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. The theme of the third stanza of this song is, you guessed it, how great thou art. Revelation 15, 4. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. What a beautiful song. What a wonderful song. And how great it will be to hear this song sung by the tribulation saints now in heaven singing this song that is about to usher in the final judgments of God upon the Antichrist and his kingdom. The Bible says that when a person is saved, God gives them a song. A psalm, the book of Psalms, Psalms uh, verse 40, uh, Psalms chapter 40 rather in verse 3, says this, He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and trust in the Lord. The Bible says that when a person is saved, the Holy Spirit puts a song in their heart. Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. True Christians want to sing. Joyful, victorious music is one of the great differences between Christianity and the false religions of this world. The music of the false religions of this world are like mournful dirges and dreadful laments. There's no joy in those songs. There's no victory in those songs because there is no joy or victory. But when a person knows Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, God puts a song in their heart. 
And you can sing it even when you're going through the valley, even when you're going through the fire. So these tribulation saints sing the song in heaven, getting ready for the final judgments of God. Now the devil will try everything he can to take your song. Don't let him do it. Don't let a root of bitterness or anger or disappointment take hold of your life and rob you of your song of deliverance. So in this chapter so far, we've seen a sign, a sight, a song, and now we see a scene in heaven. After the choir of the martyrs had finished their song, John saw the temple of God in heaven open. And John was able to see directly into the temple in heaven, directly into the Holy of Holies where the mercy seat was. But as John looked into the temple, into the Holy of Holies, there was no mercy seat. And said, instead rather, he saw a dreadful scene of judgment about to unfold. The time for mercy and forgiveness has passed. And the time for God's final judgment on a sinful and rebellious earth has come. John sees seven angels come out of the temple in a solemn procession. They march out of the temple calmly and deliberately. One of the four living creatures, which represents the created world, hands a golden bowl, a bowl rather, to each one of these angels. And in each bowl is a judgment that each angel will pour out on the earth. After each angel receives their bowl, smoke from the glory of God filled the heavenly temple of God. Revelation 15, 8, the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power, and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. In other words, the opportunity for anyone to be saved is over. God has not shut the door. The rebellious people of the earth have shut the door to their own salvation. God has given the earth every opportunity to be saved. The time of judgment, the time for judgment has come. The time for the completion of the judgment of God upon a rebellious world has come. That's Revelation chapter 15, a marvelous chapter, a marvelous study of Scripture. Today we live in an age of grace, but one day the age of grace will come to an end. Today God offers every person a choice. God offers His love. He will suffer long with the lost, but if a person refuses God's grace, God's mercy, and God's love. If a person refuses what God offers, out of his good heart, his grace, mercy, and forgiveness, if a person refuses all of that, all that is left is God's judgment. God loved each of us so much that he gave his son Jesus to die for us. 
If a person believes in Jesus, the Bible says they will not perish. The Bible says that those who believe in Christ are no longer, longer under the condemnation of God. The Bible says that those who give their life to Christ are not appointed to wrath, but unto salvation. The one who believes in Christ will never experience the wrath of God for their sins because their sins have been paid in full. Their sin debt has been paid in full by Jesus Christ and the blood He shed on the cross. But for those who refuse Christ, for, for those who refuse the love of God, at some point, the day of grace, the op day of opportunity to be saved, will be over. And there will only remain God's wrath for their sin and rebellion against Him. God desires that none perish, but all come to repentance. If you've never trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, I encourage you to do so today through a prayer of repentance of your sin, confession and repentance of your sin, through a prayer of belief in Christ, receiving Him as the one who died on the cross for your sins, believing in Him, receiving Him, trusting in Him, as the one who can save you because of what he has done for you on the cross and surrender your life to his lordship. Jesus is Lord. Give your life to him. Surrender who you are and all that you are to him and you shall be saved. And you will be delivered from the wrath to come. That's our study of Revelation chapter 15. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll continue our study of the book of Revelation next Sunday night. Until then, our prayer is that God will bless you. Please be safe. Watch over yourself and your family. And may God continue to care for you is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Truths for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. To contact us, you can send an email to chrishall71 at hotmail.com. That's chrishall71 at hotmail.com. Be sure to join us for our next program. Until then, stay safe and may God bless you.